You have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something. Your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Stay hungry. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Welcome to E-Commerce All-Stars, brought to you by Nadimo.com, where we help e-commerce entrepreneurs accelerate growth through modern technology and innovative thinking. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining today's show with your host, Brandon Mosco, of course. And today I'm excited. We have Jeff Oxford on the show. He's He runs 180 Marketing, which is an SEO company for e-commerce companies specifically. Um, and I'm really glad to have him on because I really like to talk about SEO as it relates to e-commerce and having a company that specializes in that um, on the show is exciting to me. So thanks for joining us today, Jeff. Yeah, Brandon, thanks for having me. Yeah, well, was, I've, it's kind of interesting because I've been looking at a lot of the traffic uh, data on a lot of my clients and I'm finding that um, – search engine-driven traffic tends to be the higher converting traffic. Now, that might just be my client specifically, but um, which is why I'm always interested in, in hearing about SEO as it relates to e-commerce. Um, but before we dive into that, I would love it if you could kind of give us a little bit of a background on yourself and what got you into the industry and, and where you're at right now. Yeah, sure. So I first actually got introduced to SEO uh, by running my own dropshipping sites. So, you know, way back when I you know, just got out of college, I want to make some extra money. So I started a dropshipping site that sold beer pong tables. And if you're not familiar with beer pong, it's a popular drinking game where you're trying to throw a ping pong ball into some, some plastic red cups. So, you know, I realized you can't really buy them in stores, so might as well, you know, sell them online. So I created a, an e-commerce site, um, you know, did a lot. I just really focused on SEO. I was fascinated by it, and was able to to you know rank on on top three positions for some of the, the b- biggest keywords. So that's what got me into it. And then uh, my next e-commerce project was um, selling 3D printers online. And you know my my main strategy has always been SEO. That's kind of been what I was passionate about. And I was also working full time as a SEO specialist. So I was you know doing SEO as part of my career. And then when I get home, I'd, I'd work on my drop shipping sites. But what happened with my 3D printing sites is I actually got hit by over $25,000 of uh, credit card fraud. So I got a whole bunch of chargebacks over the course of a month and just completely decimated the business. And it really put a bad taste in my mouth. And I realized, you know, SEO is my passion and the marketing side is my passion and, you know, operations. I, I didn't really have the time and energy to master. So I decided to kind of, um, you know, sell off the, the e-commerce sites I had or, or, or turn them off. And then just focus on SEO full time. So I started 1A marketing and now we do SEO for e-commerce sites and I've been enjoying a lot more. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting because that's, I mean, it's, it's fantastic that you had the SEO um, traction that you did. Um, and people often forget it's not just all about marketing. There's, there is the reverse side of that, which is the actual operations of the, of the store. Um, and there's so much involved there, um, but there's so much involved in all the different aspects that uh, when you decide to specialize in one, uh, you can become quite good at it. Um, and so my biggest question for you really is, um, I mean, you're specializing in SEO for e-commerce companies. And so I guess the first question that comes to mind is what makes e-commerce different and, and how and where should your focus be as an e-commerce store owner? In the world of SEO, as opposed to if you're outside of e-commerce. 
Yeah, that's a great question. And I'd say with with e-commerce and non-e-commerce, there's a lot of similarities, but there's also a lot of differences. So, I mean, the, the foundational approach is going to be the same. You want to do your keyword research, you know, find out what your you know what your customers or visitors are searching for, make sure you have pages for that. So, you know, the foundational aspects pretty similar. Where things start to differ is just some of the complexities that come with e-commerce. Um, more so websites that have, you know, catalogs of hundreds or thousands of products where, you know, it can be, sometimes it can be hard for search engines to crawl all the sites and really get deep into your product pages and, and make sure it's getting everything crawled and indexed. So one of the things that's really important is having a, a really good website structure. So making sure you have, and this is more so for, for larger catalogs, if you have, you know, thousands of SKUs or thousands of products making sure you have kind of a clear top-level category structure with your sub-level uh, subcategories and then getting all the way down to your products, uh, making, you know, having things like related um, linking to related products on your product pages can really help with that too, especially with a bigger site. There's also a lot of kind of technical issues that come up with, with e-commerce. So you get duplicate content more. You know, if you look at a category page, most category pages I've seen in e-commerce give you the ability to um, maybe sort by price or only show, you know, 36 or 48 products per page or sort by an attribute. And what I see a lot, especially on the Magento sites, Yahoo stores, even big commerce sites, kind of a lot of the major platforms is every time you make a change to a category page, it's essentially appending a parameter to the, the URL and it's creating a, a duplicate version of that page. And out, out of the box, a lot of those duplicate versions are getting indexed. It can cause a duplicate content issue. You have a lot of basically the same pages competing with each other for the same keywords. So really with e-commerce, what I've seen most is just kind of the, the technical aspect of it, making sure you don't have any issues that are going to affect crawling, indexing of ranking. That's interesting, <clears throat> actually, because that's, I mean, we tend to work with Magenta stores a lot, and, <clears throat> and we have run into that issue where, you know, you make a, a an adjustment to a page, and I have heard a lot um, from regards to SEO that duplicate pages um, can be a major issue for you. Um, so I'd actually like to jump into that a little bit more. Um, sure. So one of my one of the obvious questions is for from store owners is when you have um, categories and you have a product that could fit under multiple categories. The biggest question there is, should you be putting them in multiple categories? Um, and then from there, going back to what you were saying about, um, you know, when you make a pen, like make adjustments or changes to those pages, how do you prevent that that um, duplicate page issue from occurring? Yeah, great question. So the, just to touch on your first one, it's like, you know, if if you have a product that applies to multiple categories. Do you have it in multiple categories, just having one? And an example of this, let's say you sell laptops and you have your, uh, your, your kind of your main laptops category page, but then you also have a laptops under 500 or under $600 page. You know, that one, you know, there's probably a few products that could fit under both category pages. So I, it's totally fine to link to the same product from multiple category pages as long as the product URL stays the same. So with some websites, it will append the category name to the product. Like if you go to a product, it will be, you know, website.com slash category name slash product name. Um, and if you, if that product's being accessed from multiple categories, that's causing basically duplicate URLs, and that's going to 
be a negative thing for SEO. But if the if the product is just you know website.com slash product URL without the category in it, then you can link to that from multiple category pages, and it's not creating a whole another page. Um, Shopify does this really well. They have kind of a collections approach where um, you have a product in there, and a product can go to multiple collections, and um, you know the canonical of the product is, is still going to remain the same. So, so that usually will, will handle the issue. Just making sure your product, you know, each product only has one main URL. That's, yeah, that makes sense. And so, I mean, that's fantastic information actually for a lot of people. Um, and it really comes down to how your, like you said, how your site is structured from a from a technical perspective. Um, how do you avoid or prevent um, pages, for example, when you said you mentioned making a change to a page? Um, mm -hmm. Can you elaborate on that a little bit, like what exactly what you meant, um, and then what what the outcome ha is and how to prevent it? Right. So, like you know, by default, Magento, and I think a lot of platforms for that matter, if you if you just go change the sorting and you sort by price, that's usually going to add a parameter to the URL. That'll be question mark price equals uh, sort, you know, sending something of that sorts. And um, what you want to do is there's a, a piece of a line of code called a canonical tag. And you know, I don't want to get too technical, but um, basically it's just one line of code that goes in the head section of your website that tells search engines, hey, don't index and don't count all these different parameters. Um, that this page is generating, just index the root category page. So that one line of code will eliminate essentially all the duplicate content on a category page. Great. Nope, that's very good. Um, I mean, we deal with canonical tags quite often uh, just because of exactly what you said. People come to us and they've been hit with the negative SEO. They just need some work done, um, technical work done, et cetera. Um, or when we're building it out, like you said, the, the canonical tags is a, is a technical thing and can get very technical and you get right into the nitty gritty of the categorization, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, like you said, on the most simplified uh, piece of it is, it's a, you know, it's a tag at the top that can adjust that for the search engine. So were you going to say something there? Doug? Oh yeah, uh, Brandon, I was going to say, so do you mainly work with Magento or is there other platforms that you guys work with? Uh, we work with Magento, with BigCommerce. I mean, that's what our company itself sure. deals with. Um, I mean, we do some work with Shopify or WooCommerce as well, depending on who, like if the company is coming to us or if we've built the site. Um, yeah, one one the reason I ask is, you know, one question that a lot of people ask me sometimes is what e-commerce platform is the most SEO friendly because right. you know, there's, there's a lot of them and that can be difficult to, to decide, okay, which one's going to meet my needs and which one's also going to assist the most with SEO. And I've, I've worked with, you know, by now just about all the different e-commerce platforms out there. My two favorite ones to work with from an SEO perspective is Shopify and Magento. So Shopify, they've really done a good job of making it SEO friendly out of the box. Um, right. There's, there's a lot of the technical issues that we might find with like, uh, you know, Yahoo stores, for example, or some, or Volution, we don't really see on Shopify. So it really, it, it saves a lot of the sort of technical issues that we're talking about. And Magento, you know, Magento out of, out of the box, um, isn't the most SEO friendly, but there's a lot of great extensions. My, my favorite one is the, the Mageworks SEO suite ultimate. Um, and with just adding one extension, it will, 
it'll basically make it just as friendly as something like Shopify. So, you know, out of the box, sure, it's not the best, but literally just add one extension and, and you, that cleans up a lot of your technical issues and could save you hundreds or even thousands of dollars of having to work with an SEO company. Well, what now, now that you've said that, you've just basically said, hey, don't use me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, that's actually fantastic information for people. Um, and it's kind of funny what you just mentioned there because um, out of the box, Shopify is an easy-to-use platform. It's easy to get up and running on. And now that I hear it from the SEO perspective, that's always nice or great to hear. Um, we don't tend to deal a lot with the Shopify stores just primarily because, uh, in fact, I've I've told clients, or potential clients, go use your Shopify to uh, as a proof of um, proof, proof of concept. Yeah, proof of concept. That's the word I'm looking for. And then once you're up and running, you've been making some revenues, then give me a call and we can work on your Magento store. Um, and that's primarily because, I mean, you can get up and running quickly with with Shopify and start building your SEO. Um, I mean, obviously, when you change platforms, there's a there's some other SEO related items you need to keep in mind. But um, the other one, the one that we tend to work with mostly is Magento, and it's primarily mm-hmm. for what you mentioned. I mean, you can maybe not right out of the box, but if you know what you're doing with that with that platform, you can add the correct extensions. And, and again, I want to preface that to people with don't add hundreds of extensions. Keep it very minimal. Uh, but the MagWorks um, company actually is a very good company and the SEO suite ultimate uh, is a very good solution so I'm glad glad that the two of us the experts in e-commerce are on the same page with that <laughs> yeah <laughs> I heard you start talking about platforms and I'm thinking oh okay well let's see if we're gonna have a, an agreement or a disagreement here <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, uh, that's fantastic to hear without having you know obviously we don't rehearse these these podcasts and we don't know what's going to come and so that was an interesting point um what uh, i guess outside of that i mean you talk about the the, the technical and the uh, aspects of, of categorization etc cetera, etc cetera, but um i mean you used to work with drop shipping and so sure. one of the things that i've heard come up and different clients have different perspectives on it and i'd like to hear yours from an expert perspective on seo um, when you're selling the same product as other people, I mean, because sure, there's people who have their own products that they've created and that sort of thing. But a lot of it's, I mean, a lot of e-commerce is also reselling, re- uh, and you're working in a retail environment online, and you're reselling products that are already out there. Um, should they be using these, you know, the, the standard descriptions that have been provided to them? Um, and what, how do they differentiate themselves? an SEO aspect to, to generate that traffic from an SEO perspective? Yeah, that's a really good question. And you're kind of touching on another duplicate content issue, whereas if, if you have the same products that, you know, let's say there's hundreds of other retailers selling the same product, you know, how do you stand out? And a lot of people, and I was guilty of this too when I started, is, is you just, it's so easy. You can just copy the manufacturer's default product description, you put on your page and you're up and running. Because, you know, writing content either takes a lot of time or it's going to take a lot of money. Now, the problem with that is if you have the same content as everyone else, you know, that's that's going to create some duplicate content, which is a negative ranking factor. And just having unique content 
that's going to make you kind of stand out from the crowd and that's really going to help with your rankings. So if there's products that you want to rank for, I'd strongly urge to have unique content on those pages. Otherwise, it's going to be so difficult, nearly impossible to outrank the dozens or hundreds of other retailers who are also selling the same thing. But let's be realistic for a second. I mean, most sites have you know dozens or hundreds or even thousands of product pages, and it's not going to make sense to rewrite you know hundreds or thousands of product pages. That could be you know almost a year long project for some companies. So mm-hmm. I always recommend take the eighty twenty rule or even the ninety ten rule. You know, find the the top ten percent or twenty percent of products that are really driving. 80% of the revenue that have the highest opportunity for growth that people are, that are really popular and people are looking for and just start there, right? You need content for those ones. And if there's other uh, products that you found, maybe you did some keyword research, you say, Hey, a lot of my customers are really searching for this particular product. Um, those are the ones that you want to write unique content for. And it's okay to leave the rest with the manufacturer's default product descriptions. That's actually very, very good. Uh, I love that because I mean, I'm a big fan of the 80-20 principle, and you know, I mean, I've seen, I've seen companies built on it where they end up dropping every other product and only mm-hmm. focus on it, on that 20% that's driving the 80% of the revenue. Um, I mean, I've, I've got a number of different examples I could list, which I won't. But, um, and so now that 80-20 principle, though, I'm just going to ask you a little bit about that because. I mean, what you said there was, okay, if I've got, you know, I'm focusing on the 20% that people are looking for and that sort of thing, what are your odds or chances of actually ranking for those keywords? And and how do you determine which ones you should be focusing on in terms of uh, keyword research? Yeah, it's, you know, keyword research is, there's there's a lot of great tools out there. Um, There's a a free tool. If someone's looking to just kind of get up and running, it's a free tool called Ubersuggest. It's on Neil Patel's site. If you just Google Ubersuggest, I think it's called Ubersuggest, um, it'll it'll pull up right away. And it's it's a great tool. Um, You enter a few keywords related to your products or enter a few keywords related to your products and categories, and it's going to show you how many times those keywords are getting searched. It's going to show you different variations of those keywords that people are searching for. So that's probably the quickest way to get started. So you can use a tool like that to see what are your customers searching for. And if you see certain products are getting um, have more search volume or getting searched more than others, those are where you want to start on. Another easy way is if you have Google Analytics, uh, you can click on kind of the organic search report, um, sort of, you know, set it to see the landing pages and just look at which pages are getting the most traffic. Chances are the pages that are already driving traffic, there's probably still opportunity to drive more. So you can kind of double down on what's working and right. uh, focus on those. So between those two ways, uh, that's probably the best place to start, either doing some keyword research or you could just look in analytics and uh, look at your your top traffic drivers for organic search. Right. And I like what you just mentioned, too, about doubling down on what's already working <clears throat> because you may not be – I mean, unless you're already ranked number one for that product, uh, then, I mean, obviously you got to look elsewhere. But, I mean, if, if that works even in areas where you're not necessarily selling the same product as everybody else where you might have your own product. Um, I mean, people aren't necessarily going to, you know, do a, a search for your specific product if they don't have if you're not well known but they might be searching for keywords that are similar to or or looking for that type of product and so when you're already you start digging into what's 
selling on your site, that's always a good way to go. Uh, it's really hammer down on that 80-20 rule of what's what's driving the most, uh, maybe the most traffic or what's driving the most revenues for you uh, and really focusing on those. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, kind of just running with the 80-20 theme, you know, you mentioned that a lot of businesses have had success by cutting down a catalog, you know, where maybe they just – they had a hundred products and they said, huh, only 20% of these are really driving most of the revenue. Let's just focus on these ones. There's a lot of SEO benefits to that same strategy. You know, back, if you go back about 10 years, the sites that had the most pages, the biggest sites, those were the ones that ranked really well. Well, Google's kind of sh- changed that, um, since then. Now it's all about qu- quality over quantity. You know, there's, you know, sites that have, that they're really hyper focused on just a few product lines and a few categories. Um, and each of those pages has unique content and they're well written and they, you know, have, has high user engagement. You know, that can have a really strong impact on SEO. And you could, if you have, you know, hundreds of pages that maybe only get a sale or a few sales every single year, you know, you have all these pages that users aren't really interacting with that much that might have low user engagement. They could actually kind of be holding back the rest of your website. So I'm a big fan of trimming down catalog sizes, product lines and categories to just that, that's uh, really having a meaningful impact on revenue. Right on. Um, I just want to step a little bit outside of what we've been talking about because we've been focusing on product pages uh, a little bit and the content within those pages, and that's primarily because that's where my mind went. Um, but I want to ask you about, <clears throat> I guess, overall content um, and just content creation uh, tactics in regards to SEO. Um, what like do you have any specific advice in that side of things? Yeah, there's a, a few things I'd recommend as far as content on the content side for e-com- that's unique to e-commerce. One of the well, first off, one of the biggest opportunities that I, I see missed by e-commerce websites is there's no content on any of the category pages. You know, Google's pretty good; they're going to look at the the title tag of the page and the header tag, and they're going to kind of try to understand what's this page about. Uh, but it's really relying most on on actual content. You know, having anywhere from at, at a minimum 150 words to 200 um, words of, of content on a category page. The more the better. But at least trying to have 150 to 200 words and you have the keywords in there. When Google crawls your category page, it's going to see that content in there. And it's going to say, okay, I know what this page is about. It's going to be more relevant for these keywords. We're going to rank it higher. So just having at least some content on the category pages uh, can definitely help with that. Another opportunity on the product pages, um, you know, I'm all about scalability. So if you know, having product reviews on on product pages where your customers can actually leave reviews, you're basically having your customers write unique content for you. So it's a really easy way to get some user-generated content on your product pages. So even if you have the manufacturer's default product description, you still got some unique content in there that can rank really well. You know, there's some great apps out there. You know, Yachtpill is probably the, the most common one, but their prices are just so expensive. It might be worth looking for alternatives. But basically finding some way to, you know, solicit product reviews from your customers, putting those on the product pages. Those are two great ways to, to have content on your site. Awesome. Well, Jeff, you've been a wealth of information. <clears throat> um, and, I mean, I've been frantically writing these notes down, and then I realized, what am I doing? Because I can always play back my show. <laughs> For all of you who may have been doing the same thing, or making notes here and there, don't forget, you can play back the show. Um, anyhow, the uh, I guess I always like to um, 
end the show with any final words of wisdom and how people can get a hold of you. Yeah, so as far as the final words of wisdom, I'm just going to kind of run through real quick just the most common SEO opportunities that, that I see for e-commerce. Oh. Uh, we, we kind of already talked about some of them. You know, Make sure you have content on your category pages as well as your homepage, at least 150 to 200 words. But again, the, the more you have, the better. Um, no, don't forget about your meta descriptions. If a lot of people run uh, Google ads, they do paid search and you know, they know how important a compelling, well-written ad copy can be. Well, the same things like meta descriptions. That's essentially your, your ad copy for search engines. So make sure you have something compelling in there. It's 156 characters. Take the time to write something that, that's going to be helpful. Another thing is, uh, link to your most important products from the homepage. Your, your homepage is your most powerful page on the website. So whatever you link to is going to pass a lot of link juice and SEO value to those pages. So if there are certain products that you're really trying to push, um, I'd recommend linking them from the homepage. And, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I, I think that pretty much, I think everything else we covered. So yeah, between all that, I mean, if you can implement some of these things, you'll, you'll probably see a noticeable increase in your rankings and traffic. And as far as how to get a hold of me, um, you can either go to 180marketing.com. Uh, that's my website, or you can shoot me a message directly. And my email is just jeff at 180marketing.com. Awesome. And are you on, uh, are you on any social media that people can follow you on or that sort of thing? Not, I, I, I wish I was. I haven't, I, I guess I'm too busy running the, run, running things to be on social media. Um, one other thing I'll mention is, uh, I recently launched a, a link building tool, um, that's kind of built for e-commerce store owners. So, you know, we didn't really touch on link building a whole lot, but right. link building is probably the most complicated, complex, and difficult part about SEO. And, um, you know, what I did is I, I created kind of a do-it-yourself link build, building platform that allows you to easily find uh, relevant prospects and blogs. It will connect to your email account and have email pitches you can use to reach out to them. It will show you which ones have the most SEO value. So it has some cool features. So if you're looking to do some link building and you need help with it, you can check out linkhunter.com. And that would probably be a, a quick and easy way to get started. Okay. Well, that's great. When I'll add that to the show notes. Um, linkhunter.com and I think that is one thing we didn't touch on and maybe we'll have to have you back on the show just to talk about link building uh, because link building is one thing that uh, is very difficult like you said for e-commerce sites uh, to start even to think about um, so uh, next time you're on we'll have to talk about link building and maybe even a little bit more about link hunter Sure, absolutely. I appreciate uh, all your information. It's been incredible. Um, so, and thank you for your time today. Yeah, Brandon, this was great. Thanks for having me on. You have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something. Your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. Stay hungry. Stay hungry, stay foolish. Welcome to E-Commerce All-Stars, brought to you by Nadimo.com, where we help e-commerce entrepreneurs accelerate growth through modern technology and innovative thinking.